Okay, welcome to Could Be Fun. This is the podcast where my guests pick something fun for us to do, and then we talk about it before, after, during. Today it will be during. We're doing the fun thing during the podcast, so I'd like to introduce my guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself, actually. Hello. uh, Thank you for having me. I'm Tyler Wolf. I don't know what else to say. I don't think I introduced myself, but hopefully you all know that I'm Leslie Bing. <laughs> uh, before we forget, you can find me on social media at Bing Comedy. What about you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at twolfie with two Y's. Uh, I think that's all I have. All right. So you're a fellow Boise comedian. So like right now I'm in this stretch where like I'm having like young male comedians on my show. <laughs> I feel like I'm about to get a lot of crap from the female comedians in the scene. <laughs> so, I mean, like, I am trying so hard not to book, like, a lot of males, because I'm worried about the same thing, <laughs> especially, like, me being, like, a straight, white, young male. Right. If I, like, book too many, and it's, like, that's all that's in Boise. I know. straight, white, young males. Well, like, good. we're doing Comic of the Year right now. And that's and the it's finalists. four white males. Yeah. <laughs> now a couple of them are not young. They're like late thirties, early forties. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Chris and Greg. Chris and Greg. Yeah, and then we have Jack, two really youngins. Thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> when he was on my podcast, he was talking about COVID and then like being in high school. And I was like, what? <laughs> oh, the joys. <laughs> Oh, my classes were online because of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he lived in Blackfoot, Idaho, so it pretty much went back to normal real fast. <laughs> yeah, Jack's told me some fun stories about Blackfoot, yeah. Idaho. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Ooh, okay, so you are originally from California, is that right? Correct, yep. And when did you move here? I moved here two years ago, during the pandemic. Oh, okay. During the pandemic. I, so, 2021? Uh, 2020. Okay. Yeah, so, like, things were kind of crazy down there, and I just decided if there was ever an excuse to, like, get out of a job and move yeah. 900 miles away, now is the time. Yeah. And it kind of just worked out perfectly. That's awesome. So, I was born and raised here, but I moved away for 19 years. Uh-huh. And then moved back in 2020. So, like, I was working... You're in I Texas, did, right? Um, so Texas, Abu Dhabi, Texas, South Dakota. Why Abu Dhabi? Um, my ex-husband got a job teaching there, and so we lived there like two years. Like teaching English? Yeah. That's right. So like the local students. That's actually rad. Yeah. So is cool. it true that Abu Dhabi sucks when it comes to like partying? Oh, you so you can... can't drink. Could you even like... You can in hotels. You need to go to a hotel You can get drink. wasted in hotels. It's totally fine. Being a woman in Abu Dhabi is probably not ideal. Well... I had moments, but overall it was pretty westernized. Really? Yeah, but I did. I do. I'm working on a joke about when I was in a, like a little photo shop waiting uh-huh. for prints, and a local man walked in and just demanded my seat. Yeah, that's, like, that's what I would expect. <laughs> yeah. And like, I like paused, and I'm like, oh, I look over at like the guy working, and he's like sweating. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'll get up. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I've tried to like think of ways to make that funny yeah like how uh how bad it could be compared to like uh-huh. the middle east and it's like every time i try to think of something or write something out for that i just sound like a piece of shit <laughs> piece of poop <laughs> <laughs> so i i told you that i keep my podcast not explicit so it's because like my niece is like one of my most ardent fans of the podcast hello and- leslie's niece <laughs> I'm doing she, my best uh, to, uh, to keep it clean. <laughs> she, my sister won't take off the explicit filter on her Kindle. So, yeah. <laughs> um, no. So I, I had, I've struggled with the same thing. I want to write jokes about Abu Dhabi, but like, even, well, even when I live there, there's still you don't want to ever come off as mocking or like looking down upon. Well, mine or, isn't like worried about mocking Abu Dhabi. Like I don't care about offending. <laughs> I'm more worried about offending American women that are show. Like, you know, chances are some dude from Abu Dhabi's not gonna come up and be pissed that I'm right, making right, fun of the fact right. that he like belittles women. Like that's just that's what happens. I'm stating fact. He would probably be stoked on it. He'd probably be like, <laughs> like, yeah, that is dude, what I he'd do. be like, dude, you get it. You understand me. 
I'm more worried about <laughs> women being like, wow, you can't say that to me. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bengals score. Look at that. My my boyfriend Joe Burrow out here put on a show. <laughs> In the snow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so we haven't even explained what we're doing today, but we, we're part watching the Bengals play the Bills. Yes, we're the rooting for the Bengals. Divisional playoffs. Go Joe Burrow. I, uh, yep, I'm rooting for the Bengals too. I like rooting for the underdog. And I've heard enough about the Bills lately. I'm good. To be <laughs> honest, this is probably the worst take I could ever have. But I hate when there's a team that like has something go wrong and mm-hmm. then everyone's rooting for them because of that. Yeah. Like when the Saints won after Katrina, everyone's right. like, oh, it was written, it was destiny, and it's like, shut up. I'm tired of hearing about the Saints. It's like, I know. I don't want DeMar Hamlin to be injured. Like, I right. would never wish bad health on anyone, but I'm no. tired of hearing about it. <laughs> yes. We're playing football here. Exactly. Guys are going to get hurt. Guys are going to potentially die. I wish him and his family the best. Shut up. I'm so tired of it. Like, the Bills should win for DeMar. Like, I, if they do, I'm stoked for them. Don't make me listen to it every day for the next six weeks. It's so annoying. It is. It's getting really old. Yeah. Do we sound like terrible people right now? Yeah. Everyone listening to this is like, I'm never going to listen to anything this guy does. <laughs> Tell me where he performs, and I will not go there. <laughs> you know, picket line outside of our shows. Uh, I mean, like, if I'm going to guess, like, most likely comedian in Boise to have a picket line outside their shows, you're up there. <laughs> I mean, if I'm going to be best at something, it might as well be pissing people off. Right? Why not? <laughs> I mean, I, there's there's other ones I think. That, oh, that for sure. Be, I'm just kidding. They got me. Well, there's still like, I think we still kind of suffer from like shock comedy, um, and but people not actually being funny when they do it. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I mean I'm still a very new comedian, but yeah. I still I think that's something that like new people do when they're not getting laughs. It's, like, it's like, what can I say that's just gonna make the audience react? Right. So that way I can feel something on. Stage. Yeah. So there's energy. Yeah. There's there's a there's a way to do it that's funny. You can definitely toe the line on certain things. Yeah. And I mean, I've, you've seen me perform quite a few times. I think I do it in a way. That is funny, more funny than offensive. Yes, like I agree. There has to be more laugh than like oof. Yes, there yes, can yes, be yes. oof. There's right. If you have no oof, you're not doing it right. Right, right. And like, I mean, you keep your sets fairly clean and like not too. I go back crazy. and forth. <laughs> yeah, but like, I mean, even last night, like a bit that I didn't think was that bad. Some people were like oof. Yeah, it was an older crowd. Yes. We did have well, that the AARP <laughs> in the house yesterday. Yeah, the table lady, to the right, like, she was not going to laugh. Like, she, she was determined I love to. how you called her out, too. Like, that's how you started. You're like, I'm going to make you laugh. <laughs> I stayed for Moondeck's show. Yeah. And she loved it. Really? I mean, she was probably alive for the assassination of William McKinley. <laughs> her old ass probably remembers seeing it on, like, her black and white TV or whatever. Whatever they had back then. Uh. <laughs> but like I was doing a bit where I talk about Pornhub. Yes. And she was just like, oh my god, this man is crazy. Yeah. She, she, like, her mouth was open. she was in awe. She was like, how how is he saying this in front of people? And it's like, I didn't even, it wasn't even that bad, but she was just not having it. Yeah. No, she was not. Well, when Beth did her abortion jokes, that whole table went. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like. I love observing, like sitting and doing sound, which you're going to be doing for our, my upcoming show. Yeah. Um, you get the best perspective of the audience. Yeah, so like when I host the riff, I sit right oh, there. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. And it's like, I love watching people react to things, yes. especially when I know the person's material. Yeah. So like I know what's coming, so then I can scan and find the yes. person that I want to react to. Uh-huh, now. uh-huh. Like when Nate's on stage and he's doing like some of his like stoner material. Yeah. I'll like find someone in the crowd that looks high and I'll just see them like uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun to watch like, I love that yes. just like picking a person and, and like 
watching just that watch it up i know that's it's, what i was doing with that lady last night like who can make her crack <laughs> yeah i don't know if you saw her while i was on stage but she did not like it no she did not <laughs> no, not one bit i mean i she wasn't even drinking either like it'd be like i wonder who brought her like, i know that was a good idea to bring and that she lady. stayed for two shows Staying for the second show is insane. Unless is. unless that's Moondex Grandma. I don't know how she signed up for that. Like, Maybe it is. They Moondex for sure had grandma. no idea what was coming. They were probably like, Anybody. oh, there's a second show. Stick around. And they were thinking like, oh, we're already out. Maybe we'll stick around. And it's like... This will be normal. There's a crazy person on stage talking about the assassination of William McKinney now. <laughs> Just, and she loved it. That's awesome. She would much rather hear about that than me talk about <laughs> women being dumb and porno like she loved that so much oh man and that's not what i think i don't think women are dumb (laughs) (laughs) oh oh oh. i do like some of these bills players though like stefan diggs yes is rad Uh uh-huh josh allen oh no (laughs) my apple watch was like your watch loves stefan diggs (laughs) because it really does um Oh, I think we started talking about what we were doing. Oh, yeah, so we haven't even finished. So we're watching the game, and then we're doing something that you love, which is? I am a big whiskey aficionado. I sound like a pretentious jerk (laughs) saying that. Um, But, yeah, I love bourbon specifically, Um, pretty much all whiskey, though. And I've been collecting it for a few years now, and I've built up quite the collection, and I can talk for days what got you into it um i've always loved smoking cigars okay and sometimes i would like smoke a cigar and have a beer Mm -hmm. and like the taste like wouldn't really mingle that well Mm -hmm. for me and then i had a whiskey with a cigar and it was just perfect and like i've always been like a like a jack and coke guy okay like even in like high school don't drink underage kids (laughs) but like even as a kid like I loved like drinking mixed drinks yeah and then when I started drinking it straight I was like wow like this is good like I used to like plug my nose and take a shot like I did not like the taste of it straight yeah and then I got some hair on my chest and (laughs) and started to like love like the nuance and like the subtleties of it so if I had drank in high school this is how it would have gone down but obviously I did not it was so bad if I had, it would have been with my friend mm-hmm. at her house, and her dad would buy stuff for us to make um, screwdrivers. Yeah. And I think, like, his, like, oh, man, I'm just going to mess with these kids. Uh-huh. He bought us the cheapest Idaho crap vodka. <laughs> In a plastic jug. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, but, again, I didn't do that. No, <laughs> no. Not. And honestly, neither did I. I'm just trying to sound cool. And right, exactly. Drinking, <laughs> drinking underage is for punks. <laughs> How dare people. Okay, so let's do right. the first one. So what are we starting with? I brought a, like, a good mix of like different distillery. Every distillery has like a different like funk to it, like a different kind of note that like is very um, uh, recognizable. Okay. If you've experienced it before, you know what to look for. Okay. So we're going to start with, I wanted to go low proof to high proof. Okay. So we're going to start low, finish high. So we're going to start with a Russell's Reserve 10-year. Okay. Which is a wild turkey product. Okay. Um, I think that's something a lot of people don't know about. Whiskey, like bourbon specifically, is a lot of these bottles that say a different name are actually made by a company that you've heard of. Oh, So, like, Brown Foreman makes Old Forester and Jack Daniels, okay. um, a lot of other companies. Jim Beam makes a lot of different companies. Heaven Hill Distillery makes a lot of different uh, whiskeys with different names. So, this is a Wild Turkey product. Okay, interesting. I think Wild Turkey gets a bad rep. Yeah. I think people drink Wild Turkey 101 and think it's spicy and think... Or they black out on it, and they're yeah, like, wow, yeah. I hate this now because <laughs> I punched my, my ex or my uncle at a party to get wild turkey, and it's like, no, maybe you suck. Maybe it's not a wild turkey. So um, I've just gotten into uh, bourbon in the last year, drinking old fashions, because a friend of mine drinks them. 
Old fashions are good. Yes. So I'm a neat whiskey guy. Yeah. A lot of bourbon drinkers you run into are very... I think it's so dorky of somebody to, like, tell people how to drink. Yeah. Like, I think whiskey is supposed to be drank the way you like to drink it. Yeah. That's what I say. So, like, if, if you put an ice cube, put an ice cube. If you put ginger ale in there, whatever, do it. Yeah. If that's how you like it, do it. Well, you kind of got to work your way up, too. So. Just sipping it. We're drinking out of, like, official Glencairns. Yes, love it. The way whiskey's supposed to be had. So, I do a little swish. Okay. Um, it really does nothing. I just do it because I think it looks cool. <laughs> like, when people are does, like tasting, does. this is how you would tell, like, how viscous it is and stuff. And okay. Like, like, really, that doesn't matter. <laughs> um, at our level of drinking. And then, when you sniff, uh-huh. you want to give it a little tilt. That's why the glass okay. is shaped this way. Ooh, okay. So that way it funnels out the aroma, and you leave your mouth open when you sniff. That opens why? up the glands oh. to, like bring in all like that whole sensory area yeah. up. okay so if you go on like a distillery tour yeah the way they'll tell you to do it is what we should have done is we should have done a fluffer which is where you just take like <laughs> i know it sounds like and it's exactly the same thing <laughs> It's pretty much just you just like take a sip of something like really low proof and like usually cheap. So okay. that way you just like get the palate ready. Okay. So like we didn't fluff. So just take a little sip at first and don't make any decisions on if you like it or okay. not. Just let your palate kind of get coated with some ethanol. Okay. And then your second sip, you'll do what's called a Kentucky chew. Uh-huh. Where you'll kind of get it to the back of your mouth and you'll kind of like, like, Swish it around in the back, okay. like on where like your back teeth. Uh huh. Okay. And that's kind of where you get like a lot of the flavor. Okay. So that's how they'll tell you to do it at like a distillery tour. Okay. You can do it however you'd like, though. No, I want to do it the right way. And so, like I said, we're gonna go from low proof to high proof, so this okay. is ninety proof. Okay. Which is still higher than most like regular. Okay. Whiskeys like um, Jack and Jim Beam and all that stuff is like 86%. 86. That's okay. kind of like the normal. Okay. This is Betty, by the way. You met Bob. This is Betty. Bob they're, and Betty. They're named after white Christmas characters. <laughs> <laughs> Betty's so cute. She is. She's kind of stalking me right now. <laughs> So you have a cat named Whiskey. I do. Whiskey. My cat is unironically named Whiskey. Love it. Um, when I first got my cat, I had a roommate. And I got the cat to piss my roommate off because he hates <laughs> cats. And we couldn't figure out what to name him. And so for like two weeks straight, like we would just call him something different. Yeah. <laughs> like we'd just walk in and be like, Mike Tyson, what's up? And, just like, <laughs> and then finally, like we were just sitting in the living room having a glass of whiskey. And I was like, you know what? whiskey yeah that's what it should be and he's like honestly that works and it's a tabby right yeah so kinda, i don't know yeah he's uh he's got like a really cool pattern to him i'll show you a picture of him oh, for yes. the viewers at home you don't get to see no well Sucks maybe we'll put it up on instagram yeah but that's him <laughs> oh he does look like mine he's a huge but i love that he's the a, under color yeah he's a cuddler too oh so is mine i love it yeah she's not baby. usually so, what do you think of a... Uh, Alright, well, let me try the second okay. drink. I like it. So, give me some words people use to describe whiskey. Um, so, a lot of... What does Michael Scott say? That's a smoky <laughs> afterburner. <laughs> I think that's for scotch. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, for a, a whiskey to be a bourbon... Okay. So, all bourbon is whiskey, not all whiskey is bourbon. Right. To be a bourbon, it has to be 51% corn, has to be made in America. A lot of people think it has to be made in Kentucky. That's not true. Okay. It has to be made in one of the 50 states. Um, And it must be aged in a brand new charred American white oak barrel. So like with scotches and like Japanese whiskeys and Irish whiskeys, they'll use um, used bourbon barrels. Okay. And that's why you can age scotch a lot longer. 
Like if you a if you have an eighteen year old bourbon, it's gonna taste like you're chewing on wood. Okay. Like I have an eighteen year old Elijah Craig at home, and it's good, it's smooth, but it's very oaky. Yeah. Okay. Um. So like oaky is probably like this the, didn't seem oaky. No. So it's a ten year old bourbon. Okay. So it should. So should it? Uh, maybe I don't know. Okay. Also, it's ninety proof. <laughs> okay. So if it was a higher proof, if uh-huh. it was, let's say it was a barrel strength. Barrel strength means that it wasn't mixed with any anything else to dilute it. Okay. So it, the the proof that it went in at the barrel, that's the proof it's coming out. Okay. Um, and we'll have a barrel strength today. Okay. Uh, with these, so like Russell's Reserve Ten Year is like a regular production uh, bourbon. So it's a blend. Oh, so they okay. blend all these different barrels together um, and dilute it down to 90 proof. Okay. So you'll lose some of that oakiness. Although, gotcha. it, is a, although it is a 10 year, you'll lose some you of lose that. You'll lose some of it. Okay. Yeah. And you'll get a lot more of it like if you have a single barrel or a cask strength, something of that sort. Okay. But like you'll get people who say like oaky or floral. Okay, floral is a good one for that one. Um, yeah, this is, um, you'll get, like, vanilla. Oh, my gosh, they just scored again. Bangles right up the score, baby. <laughs> Joe Burr. Wow. Number one in the field, number one in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what draws you to old Joe? Um, he's just handsome. He is handsome. And really cool. Like, style There's just something about, <laughs> something about a tall guy with pretty eyes. <laughs> That wears cool clothes, it really does it for me. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> he just, I know, he just plays with a lot of swagger, and I like that. Yeah, he does. And like when he was in LSU and won the championship, and he's just yeah. like kicked back in the locker room smoking a cigar, <laughs> like with his pads on, still like soaking it all in. <laughs> and he's like the underdog story, like he transferred yes. to LSU because he wasn't starting, and like won a championship that LSU team was probably one of the greatest college arguably the greatest college football team of all time like had so many NFL players on it so oh okay but long story short I would kiss Joe Burrow on the mouth (laughs) let's like be clear you are a straight white cisgender male (laughs) Uh, I don't know what all that <laughs> no, yes, I am. I am very straight, but I will reevaluate that yeah. if Joe Burrow's big handsome ass walks in this room. <laughs> it would be some. It would be, be some so funny if, like, ten years from now, I'm like doing well, and like Joe Burrow's like, hey, hey, guess what? Like, I become friends with him, and then someone sends him a link to this, and is like, he's like, dude, we can't be friends anymore. This is stupid. Dude, you want to hook up with me? This is weird. Is that why you keep texting me, dude? My ex-husband used to always say he would, like, use Tony Romo's sperm. Tony Romo is not handsome. Um, he's cute. It is funny, like, I am straight, yes, but I have no problem, like, Acknowledging when a dude is good looking. Yeah. And I did have an ex that was like, maybe you're not. It's true. She yeah. Did. And it's like, I'm like, you do it all the time. You'll tell right. a woman she's beautiful. Yeah. And she's like, well, maybe I'm not straight. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to fucking fuck bluff on this one. You win. <laughs> you win. I'll stop talking about how cute Joe is. <laughs> I'll keep it to myself. Uh. Instead of telling you, I'm going to go do a podcast and tell the world how cute Joe Burrow is. <laughs> uh, don't, haven't you uh, maybe sent him a message once or twice? So I do message him before games and say, good luck tonight. Um, and then I immediately unsend them. Because if he ever sees when them... You are, when you are friends. Yeah, because when him and I become friends, it'll be weird if he looks... To DM me and there's just 50 messages that say good luck tonight baby <laughs> not weird at all alright so do we drink water in between uh, you can yeah that kind of is like a little palate cleanser technically we if we were being super official we would have a different glass every time as right. well but we're not 
Um, I was actually doing a show at Crescent in uh-huh. Tampa, and I was waiting to use the restroom, and they had a Sports Illustrated Joe Burrow magazine on the table right there, <laughs> and it was before I went up, and I was like, Joe Burrow's wishing me a good set right now. He was. He's telling me. And did you? This is the, actually, this is not, could be fun, this is the Joe Burrow Fan Club podcast. <laughs> We're rebranding. We're pivoting. That's right. Mid-season. Joe Burrow, if you're listening to this, I just want to have dinner with you. That's all. (laughs) Don't be too intimidating. And by the way, you're paying. (laughs) Yeah, fair. Okay. So we're going to move up a little bit to 100 proof. Okay. Um, 100 proof, I'm kind of a a proof queen. Okay. I'm trying to give an appropriate way to say that. (laughs) Um... I like higher proof bourbons, but I think a hundred proof is like a real sweet spot. Okay. Um, Cause there's a lot of approachable bourbons in that range that like aren't too abrasive for new whiskey drinkers, but even people who kind of like have an experienced palate will still enjoy. Okay. Cause like once you get into really high proof stuff and then you go back down to like under a hundred, you yeah. miss a lot of notes. Okay. Um, so you'll, you'll see a lot of people who love bourbon that kind of get real sassy about lower proof stuff okay <laughs> i'm trying to keep the pores pretty light because yeah i mean if you if you like one of these you can re-pour okay you can help yourself as much as you like but i <laughs> am going to operate a motor vehicle today this is true this is true and if you're listening out there boise pd we are not drinking and driving we are safe. you will say an appropriate amount of time until you are ready to drive. So I did jury duty uh-huh. and I made sure that I got selected because I didn't want to go back to work. Right. And they had said like, Ooh, this is going to be a one day case. Oh, get on the ball. Oh my gosh. Honestly, Bengals are the best team in football. Did that really just work? Oh my gosh. But so they said it was going to be like a cut and dry one day case. Yeah. So I made sure to get selected. Right. And um, the police officer was up there giving his testimony or whatever. And for some reason when he was coming off the stand, I was in like the first juror seat when he comes off. And he like gave me like a little like nod. And I like looked at him and I was like, yeah. Like, gave him one back. And, like, I don't know why he did it to me. Like, maybe he was trying to, like, win me over. And the judge looked at me and was like, what are you doing? And I was just like... Oh, no. I was like... I, I don't know. And the judge was like, I don't care. I want to go home. It's Friday. And, like, when we're deliberating, um, one of the jurors asked me about that. They're like, do you know that guy? And I'm like, no, I think he just liked my vibe. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> He just gave me a nod, like, I think, he, I think he wants to, like, win this one. He's trying, he's trying to manipulate me. I was like, should I leave? And they're like, nah, fuck it, we want to go home. Like, let's, let's put it in. Uh, shoot, I just lost my train of thought. So, it's so, time to drink whiskey. So, with Bottled and Bond whiskeys, very interesting. The Bottled and Bond Act was um, actually made by this guy. Colonel okay. E.H. Taylor. I guess I should say what we're drinking. Oh, we're yeah. Drinking, what was uh, the first one? The first Can one was Russell's that? Reserve 10-year. Okay. Um, now we're going to have some Colonel E.H. Taylor small batch, bottled and bond. So the Colonel, um, this is a Buffalo Trace product. He used to be um, owner of Buffalo Trace at one point in time. They've had multiple different owners. And ironically, all their bourbons are named after their owners. Um but he enacted the Bottle and Bond Act because people were getting a little sketchy with how they were making whiskey. Oh, okay. So they would make like a clear distilled spirit and then like spit dip juice in it to color it brown to oh save gosh. money because they didn't want to age it in a, in a barrel. That's disgusting. So they were just trying to like pump whiskey out. And so like pre-prohibition, they were getting away with stuff like that. And then they enacted the Bottle and Bond Act, which brought the government in and the government oversaw the distilling and the barreling okay. of whiskey to make sure that there was no funny business. Yeah. And part of the Bottle and Bond so Act gross. was that it had to be um, 100 proof. Okay. They decided that was the number. And it had to be aged at least four years. Okay. So today, 
You don't have to, not all whiskey is bottled and bond. You don't have to do that. Okay. But when you see bottled and bond, you know that you're getting a quality product that was aged four years and is a hundred proof. Okay. No matter what. And okay. it was like overseen by like a government official yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And it was um this there was one master distiller who like oversaw the whole process of that. Okay. Um but Colonel H. Taylor is some delicious stuff. Okay. This is one if you Ooh, really I like, like how it. That smells. If you really like this, you're probably not gonna be able to find it. Unfortunately, okay. <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to get. It's not expensive, it's like a $40, $50 bottle. Oh, okay. But it is hard to find. Interesting. Why is that? With whiskey, there's such um, a market for it now, and like people like hunt it. Um so like when a good bottles like that hit the shelf, they're gone like immediately. Okay. I'm gonna take my sweater off because I'm getting hot. All the whiskey. Oh. Like we'll struggling. Start. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we'll I'm getting my ass kicked right now. <laughs> sweatshirt person Tyler. It's a brand new sweater, so it's like <laughs> stiff almost. It's weird. <laughs> I drank all mine in one. Oops. Did you like it? Uh huh. I'm trying to think how to describe it. Shout out to Aaliyah. Rocking an Aaliyah shirt. Oh, heck yeah. Girl power. Girl power. She was, um, are you that some, are you that somebody? Are you that somebody? Is that Aaliyah? Uh. Do you even know? I. Gonna be honest, I don't really know her music that well. <laughs> I'm one of those people. Who I just think Aaliyah is beautiful. Yeah, she is. I think Aaliyah is gorgeous. R.I.P. Aaliyah. Yeah. She was, uh, yeah, she was gorgeous. That's why I have the shirt. She looks really good in this. She's got like the glasses, yeah, she does. Like, the whole look. Mm-hmm. Big fan of that. So if someone came up and was like, name three Aaliyah songs. I, I think be, I'm, I think I've named the one I know. <laughs> I would be a fraud. <laughs> You'd be like, yeah, but she's hot. She's hot. I need this. I need this shirt, but with Joe Burrow. Yeah, you do. With like his Cartier glasses. Yes. On. I'm gonna make it. Custom like, made. This whiskey was a little sweet, almost. Yeah, it is. Um, it's a. Can I have a little bit more just since I drank it too fast? Of course, yeah. Comes in this like fancy canister. I know. Too. Thank you. Welcome. Um, yeah, it's really sweet on the palate. It's super easy to drink. Yeah, almost like a maple or brown sugar. Yeah. Yep. You're getting it. Yes. There's a there's actually a bourbon that Woodford Reserve makes called the double oak so they essentially barrel it twice um and to me it tastes like pancakes and syrup Ooh. and i'll make breakfast old fashions with it Ooh, yummy um so instead of using like a simple syrup or a sugar cube like you would in an old-fashioned i use maple syrup and it is i had that recently in of all places idaho falls or twin falls idaho falls or Pocatello. I don't know. I was in one of those places. <laughs> yeah. It was delicious when I had it. Yum. That's what you're probably covered in cat hair now, but... Yeah. It's life. It's, yeah. So, um, this right here, you'll see this label, Currently H. Taylor, and then they make a small batch, a single barrel, a barrel proof, a straight rye, Warehouse C, four grain. There's so many different E.H. Taylors. So they actually make one, it's called Warehouse C. And Warehouse C was a warehouse at the Buffalo Trace Distillery that was hit by, uh, I don't remember if it was a fire or it burned down. Okay. And they recovered, or a, not Wait, a, what? it was a fire or a tornado. Oh, okay. It was a fire that, and it burned the warehouse down or a tornado. I don't remember which one it was. Some sort of disaster happened, and like almost all of these barrels of like really good bourbon were lost, and they recovered some of them. Oh and wow! And that one was made into the warehouse C batches. 
Oh, I've never, I've never had it, but I've heard, found it's, that one? I've heard it's very good. Yeah, Where did what, you find this one? Um, this one I got here at a local liquor nice. store. Um, so I kind of like know when deliveries are made at the liquor store, uh, so I know like okay. when to go before like the rush. It's, yeah, before it sits on the shelf for too long. Okay. So I'll go like to a liquor store like the day they get their delivery. Okay. And, and just kind of meander through. Oh, what am I? Yeah, I go up to McCall every Wednesday for work. Excuse me. And McCall like doesn't have as many people looking right. for bourbon, so they'll have a lot of like rare stuff a lot of the time too. Hope okay. I just, hope I didn't just burn my spot. If anyone's listening and you're going to a call to find bourbon, right. don't do don't that. Don't do it. It's That's not. What I do. Yeah. It's, you're going to ruin it for me, please. Yeah. All right. What okay. do we got next? Whiskey three. So I wanted to include a rye. Okay. Have you ever had rye? I mean, I'm sure, but I, don't, I can't think of it specifically. So rye is a whiskey that instead of being made with 51% corn, it's made with at least 51% rye. Oh, okay. Um, and I wanted to go with a oh, Josh what is going Allen. On with is Josh his, Allen today. He's getting his butt kicked he today. He is. Wow. I didn't think they were gonna play that well. These white jerseys look cool. Yeah, still. they do. The all blue and the all white is a cool jersey. Uh huh. Yeah, because when the Bengals aren't in white, it's a little much. <laughs> you don't like the orange and the black. I don't love it. <laughs> I mean, Joe Burrow looks cute I mean, in any color. It doesn't get better than the Cowboys, so. I honestly can't stand seeing one of those dumb stars. <laughs> I, we wouldn't even go into the Cowboys fan base. I know. Like, just how, so you know, I'm ashamed. Like, I don't, I don't. I mean, I'm, I'm a Dodger fan. I'm a Cowboys fan. fan with pride. I'm a Dodger okay. fan with pride. And yeah. anybody who wants to get in a fight in the parking lot of Dodger Stadium, <laughs> we will beat you until you are... <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> we don't do that anymore, folks. Uh, <laughs> but very similar fan bases. Yeah, Cowboys yeah. fans and Dodger fans. Um, so I get it. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I don't still hate the Cowboy fan base. I get it. I get it. And Cowboy fans just... They're like Yankee fans. It's like... We get it. You used to be good. Right. You're not anymore. <laughs> Shut up. I mean, you guys are good this year. But besides but that, even then, the Robo years, it was like, we're, we're going to win it. And it's like, Shut up. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> we're so he's good. He's going to find a way to screw it up. <laughs> yeah. And I love Tony. He's going he's he's to he... fumble the, the hold. It, oh, you want to win a playoff oh, game? Don't let Tony Romo hold the hold ball. ball. So, right here we have Pikesville, 110 proof rye. Okay. So we're bumping it up proof yep. to 110, which is pretty high. Um, I like high proof rye because rye are known to be very spicy. Okay. They have like a very like black pepper taste, um, and when you get into the higher proofs, you you either get more of that or less of that. Okay. So, like, I have a rye at home that's made by Wilderness Trail. It's a single barrel, 114 proof rye. And it sounds crazy until you try it, but it literally tastes like grass clippings. Oh, interesting. Like, you smell it, and you have that, like, freshly mowed lawn yeah. smell. And uh -huh. then you taste it, and I've never tasted grass clippings, <laughs> but I but imagine that's what, that's what it tastes like. Like wheatgrass. You ever had a shot of wheatgrass? No. And they're not really popular. I'm not anymore. a symbol of health. I've obviously not had a shot of wheatgrass. <laughs> Jamba, do you remember Jamba Juice? Yeah, I love Jamba, Jamba Juice. Jamba Juice used to have wheatgrass shots. They just opened a tropical smoothie cafe right next to my place. Nice. And I'm very excited about that. Yes. Um, I lived. In, I worked in the uh, heyday of when every Starbucks had a Jamba Juice next to it. Mm -hmm. And so I worked at Starbucks and we would give them free drinks and then Jamba would give us free drinks. And like it was a that. beautiful thing. I like that. So with this one, I think this is on the sweeter end as far as higher proof rise go. Okay. Um, it does have some bite. Okay. So expect that. This is one that I don't give to people that don't like whiskey. Okay. It's not a good introduction. No. 
Higher proof ryes are not for somebody who doesn't drink whiskey. Okay. But since you said you like whiskey, I figured I you'd be up for it. So the smell is probably a little more intimidating uh-huh. than the last one. Yeah, I can't. It's more a, of like that alcohol smell than yeah. just... With the higher proof, you're going to get more ethanol. In the yeah, sense. okay. It's going to get a little more nail polish remover right. as we go up. <laughs> and I mean, 100 to 110 is a big jump. Yeah, okay. We're making, we've made 10 proof jumps. So we're from 90 to yeah. 100 to 110. We're going to do a 21 proof jump on the next okay. one. But 10 proof is a lot to jump. It's got like a lot of bite on the back end. It does, but I like it. Yeah. It's it's approachable yeah, it still. on the back of the tongue. And then once it kind of simmers down, it leaves you with like a nice mouthfeel. It does. So like with with it being 110 proof, you get like a lot more, like a lot more intense notes. Yeah. A lot of people drink something that's 110 proof and are immediately just like, ugh, it's so alcoholic. <laughs> like if you can get past the alcoholness. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to like bring us up and proof gradually. Yes. Because like if we started with a 130 proof, I would have burned it. your palate yeah. and the 90 proof would have tasted like poo-poo as well. Okay. So you, 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 gotta, you gotta slowly ease it in. Okay. And if you pay attention to the, the swishing around, you'll start to see like a difference in like thickness. Yeah. It like, uh, they call it coating the glass. Uh-huh. So it'll like coat the glass a lot yeah. thicker. Okay, what were your thoughts on Pikesville? Um, I liked it. I didn't mind the sharpness at the end. Kind of hit you at the back of the tongue. Um, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna wait a second before we okay. Uh, beef up to the big boy, the, the grand finale. All right. Okay. So is your family still in California? Yeah, everybody's there. I moved out here all by my lonesome. Yeah. She packed up a U-Haul trailer and and left. I had come out here in 2019 to see a friend. Okay. And I uh, just kind of liked it out here. And Dang it. I just wanted to go somewhere else. Oh, Khalil Shakir, Boise State alumni there. Nice. Go Broncos. Woo! Um, but yeah, I just I just wanted a change of pace, change yeah. of scenery. I grew up in Bellflower, which is like right next to like Long Beach. Okay. It's pretty close to the beach, pretty close to the hood. Yeah. Um, kind of like a little small like Hispanic suburb and I love it and I love the people for the most part there's just a lot of people okay and a lot of craziness and I just wanted something slower yeah something easier and I mean ideally I probably for comedy should have stayed there right I mean, so people like move to go right, there to right. do comedy and I had an entire life already built there and could have easily transition into comedy while there um but no i chose to start in boise idaho hey look at you saying it right traded in the second biggest comedy market in the world for boise so i was just having this conversation last night with a local and this person did not know that boise technically isn't even how you're supposed to say it it's uh was was the way your in colonizers French. named it, so that way you could say it. <laughs> and f- for being such a red state and being so proud to be American, it's crazy to me that they want to say it the way the French made them say it. But Bois would be the French way. Yeah, but I mean... So who Boi- came up with Boise? Boise is like... I don't know, it still sounds pretty French to me. Oh, okay. Boise. Like, I think they'd be like, voici. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, the person who was talking about um, it being like, bois. Yeah. It's like, well, it is like funny. that's really how you would say it. It's like, you're somebody who's proud to be American. Don't say it the French way. Right. That's psycho. <laughs> well, and we have a junior high in town, like, bois. So, like, 
Don't get me started on him. Yeah. Betty looks so cute with her. I know. <laughs> Just falling asleep. She's, she's very impressed Joe Burrow. No. She's never been a big fan of the football. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that was when the French, before Americans got good at killing Native Americans. The French were real good. The French were really good at it. And that's when they named this place. I think it was Dubois at first. I could be wrong on that. Like. Um, I think the guy's name was Dubois. Like, the, like there's a town in Wyoming called that. Wyoming? Yeah. But yeah, let's do the final. All right. The final leg here. So this is called Stag Junior. Oh my gosh, her paw is reaching over to me. So Sorry. I brought these two bourbons specifically to kind of tell a story about. Okay. So a lot of people don't understand like what makes a bourbon good. So these two bourbons are both made by Buffalo Trace. Okay. When they are just they are both distilled at the same time. So when these come off the still, they're the same exact bourbon. This okay. in the in the secondary market will sell for hundreds of dollars. Okay. This will not. It's just about where it was aged in the warehouse and how ah, long it was aged, okay. and this is obviously thirty-one proof points higher. Right. But this stuff essentially started off as the same thing. It's the exact same mash bill, the same product. It was just aged differently, and it's a higher proof. Okay. So that's like a cool little fun fact about Buffalo Trace. They have, yeah. They have a mash bill one, mash bill two, mash bill three, and then um, a rye mash bill. Okay. So this is these are both mash bill one. Okay. Regular Buffalo Trace, which you probably had. Yeah, yeah, had. yeah. That's mash bill one. Okay. Eagle Rare is mash bill one. So this stuff's called Stag Junior. Buffalo Trace has what's called the Antique Collection. Okay. Which is like really sought after. Those bottles go for thousands of dollars wow. sometimes on the secondary market. Um, and in the NT collection, they have a bottle called George T. Stagg, who okay. was another man who owned Buffalo Trace at one point. Okay. Um, and this is like the little brother to that. So they release um, George T. Stagg once a year, and pretty much all the, the barrels that they thought were going to be a George T. Stagg batch uh -huh. that end up not making the cut become Stagg Jr., so it's still, it's still amazing bourbon yeah. by any standard. It's just not that next step. Okay. And there are times where people think the Stag Junior batches are better than the oh, George T. Stag batch. Okay. Um, and uh, they do three Stag Junior batches, I believe, a year. Um, it could be two. This batch is, I believe, 2020, the last batch of 2020. Okay. And this is 131.1 .1 proof. Okay. So this um, will make you feel warm inside. Yes. What is the most you spent on a bottle of whiskey or bourbon? I have never spent like crazy prices on the secondary market. So like, okay. I bought this bottle of Stag Junior for I think fifty nine dollars, oh. which is retail price. If this was sealed, I could sell it on like a Facebook group right now for like three fifty. Wow. I could post it right now, twenty people would comment in the next hour where they want me to send it. Yeah. So wow. um like my most expensive bottle technically isn't the bottle that I spent the most on. Okay. The most I spent on a bottle, I think I spent one thirty on a bottle of Elijah Craig eighteen year. Okay, that's not bad. Which if I resold it would be like Probably two fifty, three hundred. Okay. Depending on where the market's at. So these two, these uh, Pikesville and Russells, you can find these at the store right now. Okay. These two are a little harder to find. This one you will not find. If you okay. ever saw this in a store, grab it. Grab it. Okay. And if you don't want it, tell me, and I will buy it. Okay. And pay you for your time. <laughs> Now you got me curious. I used to live in Aberdeen, South Dakota, mm -hmm. and you can just buy liquor in the grocery stores. And then now I'm like, I'm gonna well, so check those, there. Those are the states where you see the high markups because uh, there's Idaho is um, state controlled, so right. the, the state determines the price of liquor. Right. So they can't mark these up. But yeah. if you go to, you know, another state that isn't state controlled, like California is. A uh, liquor store could get this bottle for whatever their distributor price was, you know, uh, 40 bucks or whatever, uh -huh. 
And they can put it on the shelf for two fifty. Wow. And they do that. They price gouge all the time. There's bottles of Weller and Stag and Blends and things like that that are fifty or sixty dollars regularly, and they'll put it up for three hundred, and people pay it. Wow. So they get away with it. Okay. I won't pay it because I don't think it's worth that much. Yeah. And I don't care about the hype of a bottle. I drink stuff because I think it tastes good. Yeah. Okay. This, Interesting. This bottle. You definitely smell the ethanol. <laughs> yeah. I was lucky enough to find two. Wow. So I have one that's unopened as well. So nice. I, <clears throat> I don't feel bad about drinking this one. No, no. I've got backup. But since these are limited releases, like, when this bottle's done, if, if I didn't have a backup, I would probably never be able to find that bottle again. Yeah. Because the next batch that comes out is going to be different than this batch. Wow. And the next batch will be a different proof. It'll have a different flavor uh-huh. profile. It's fascinating. Yeah, this one's going to burn. Okay. <laughs> but if you embrace the burn and you get past it, there's so much flavor. Okay. Like, you can smell the flavor. Okay. Yeah, this one's not really intimidating on the nose. Yeah. But it's going to it's gonna bite your butt. Okay. When you, when you take a drink. All right, I'm going in. <laughs> yep. It'll, it'll get you. Hey, that's the first time I've done that, though, this whole podcast, so. Yeah, you've, uh. Not bad. <laughs> I've seen a couple winces. Yes. <laughs> but nothing too bad. You've handled it really well. <laughs> Bangles look good. They look so cute in these white uniforms. Thank you. I wish they were wearing the white helmets. Have you seen those? Yeah. The white with the black stripes. Uh huh. Just full black and white. It looks pretty cool. Whew, yeah, I feel this one in my belly. Yeah, so this one gives you the uh, like, heartburn. The, the Kentucky burn. Yeah. And then you okay. can like literally feel it traveling down. Yes. And then you'll feel it hit the stomach. Uh-huh. And you'll feel it kind of like change the, the <laughs> biome of your stomach. Yeah, so this is actually, if I had to pick one bourbon as my all time favorite, Stag Junior would be my favorite. Okay. I've liked that one the best. The really? Colonel yep. H. Taylor. People love the Taylor. Yeah. People love. The you're Taylor. like, sucks to be you. You're never gonna find it. <laughs> if, if I find another one, I will buy it. All right. <laughs> and, and, and get it to you at the same price I bought before. I won't even upcharge you. You won't even. <laughs> won't even upcharge you. This one actually, you might be able. This one they release every now and then. Okay. It's a lot more common than the stag. Okay. But yeah, this this Stag Junior that you're drinking is one of those bottles that some people chase for years, okay. and they try and find it in the wild and they never do. Wow! It takes people a long and time to find two. some of these. And I found two. Yeah. It almost has an apple smell. Yeah, it's it's got like a sweetness to me. Yeah. On the on the back end, there's like a butterscotch to it. Okay. Um, and on the front is where I get a little bit more of that sweetness, a little more like okay. fruity. But yeah, you gotta let that heat mellow out. See if I can taste the butterscotch. Not as much, but I definitely up front get the sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like I was saying in the beginning, that like certain distilleries have like certain flavor profiles. Uh-huh. So like Jim Beam bourbons have like a, a real like nuttiness to them, like Knob Creek and things like that, like a real nuttiness. Um, Jack Daniels is known for being like a banana. Oh, interesting. Banana sweetness. A lot of people with like the regular black label like regular Jack Daniels you don't get it as much but if you buy like a single barrel or a barrel proof or like the new bonded Jack Daniels you'll if you smell it you'll and you think about it being banana you'll realize like oh yeah I do kind of smell and taste banana okay now I want to do that (laughs) because I had someone who was all you know I've been drinking Jack Daniels my whole life and it doesn't taste like a banana and then I sat them down with like a neat Barrel proof Jack Daniels single barrel and was like, take a sip of that. And they were like, that tastes like a banana. And I was like, yeah. I yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, obviously, you don't drink 
Jack Daniels straight like this, and you don't drink the good <laughs> Jack Daniels, you're drinking a Jack and Coke at a dive bar. Exactly. Obviously, you're not going to taste a banana. Exactly. <laughs> Alright, third and four. Are they going to make something happen? Joe Burrow in the pocket to Jamar oh, yeah. Chase. Easy first down. They're going to call it, what is this, third and, third and seven? Or, I'm sorry, first and seven? Nice. We're looking at first and goal here. So, unsurprisingly, this was very fun. <laughs> Combining football and whiskey. I didn't, I wasn't, like some shows I'm skeptical. <laughs> well, with me too, it's like, it's, it's easy if the person likes whiskey. Yeah. But like, I've kind of figured out a way to like craft it into an experience and like kind of make you feel like you're learning something uh -huh. and like. It's kind of like when a kid falls down, if you tell them that they're okay, they're not going to freak out. <laughs> so, like, if somebody's about to drink something and you're like, you're going to taste these sweet notes of this and that, it kind of, like, defuses the fact that they're about to take a shot of whiskey. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. So, like, I've, I've had people, especially, like, if I have, like, a friend come over and they bring, like, their girlfriend or their wife. Uh-huh. And they obviously do not want to drink whiskey with yeah. us. That's where I kind of learned to like really curate something to like get the non whiskey drinker involved. Because uh -huh. then you'll get somebody who has no interest in it and is just like, well, I gotta deal with the boys talking about whiskey. <laughs> and then you make it fun for them and they're like, wow, I actually really enjoyed this. Yeah. It makes the whole experience better for It everybody. does. Like, because even that last one, like, I still tasted the sweet notes even though yeah. it burned. And, like, <laughs> people will come over and I take a picture of my what my collection looks uh -huh. like. People will come over and they'll just be like, wow, look at this. And then they'll, like, want the one on the top or they'll want, like, the one with the prettiest bottle. And it's like, chill. Right. Let me, <laughs> I got you. Let me okay. pick something for you. Yeah. Because, like, my shelves aren't set up by, like, top shelf is better. It's set up, okay. each shelf is what's made by each distillery. Oh, so it's like Buffalo Trace, Heaven Hill, Beam, Brown Foreman. Like, I have my shelf set up, like, per distillery. Okay. So the top shelf isn't the best stuff. Right. It's just that distillery. It's just that distillery. Okay. And then, like, I have a bar cart to the side with, like, mixers and stuff on it. Uh-huh. And, like, even the mixers are great bourbons on their own. Yeah. Like, cra this sounds crazy. But Kirkland, Costco uh, brand, uh -huh. has whiskey. They have a single barrel, they have a bottled and bond whiskey. And the normal person would be like, Kirkland, like that's Costco whiskey, like who would want that? But Kirkland doesn't make the whiskey, they just buy the whiskey oh, from the distillery. Yeah, that makes sense. They buy it from Barton, 1792. Okay. If I handed you a bottle of 1792 bottled and bond, which won whiskey of the year um, last year, and made it blow up like crazy, 1792 bottled and bond, I had, it's a beautiful bottle. It's like a special shape with a gold top. It looks, it's a 1792 in like this skinny font. You'd wow. be like, wow, you're really giving me something good. Yeah. That Kirkland bottled and bond is essentially the same. the same whiskey. Wow. It's pretty much the same juice, but it's in a Kirkland label. Yeah. So people would scoff at it, and it's like, you're like oh, it's there's good. so many. If we did this blind, if we would have done this blind, yeah. I would have not shown you what I had, and I would have only brought like $20 bottles. Uh huh. And I would have told you, like, all of these whiskeys are like $250 <laughs> bottles. They're so rare. And then you would be like, wow, these are these so... Are, this is amazing. Without the label and like the the preference or a preface of like, this is cheap. Yeah. And you drink it, it's good. Yeah. Wild yeah. 5101 is good whiskey. Yeah. Jim Beam is not bad. Evan Williams is good whiskey. And I could show you a $20 bottle that is better drinking than some $250 bottles I've had. Yeah. And it blows people's It's all about minds. knowing. Yeah. And I, I've done that before too, where people come over and I'm like, close your eyes, 
or turn around and I'll pour you something. Yeah. And they'll drink it and they'll be like, wow, he just gave me his best bottle. <laughs> he just poured me something sweet. It's like, I just gave you a $17 yeah. bottle. Like that was a, probably like a 75 cent pour of whiskey. <laughs> and you don't know any better. So you thought it was expensive and fancy. Like you got duped. This was Evan Williams. Right. And it's like, what? Evan Williams is good? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so it's, it's a... Uh, it's fun. It's kind of why I like bourbon. Yeah. Well, I like that there. Yeah, that there's so much behind it and how they're made, and all the different ways. Touchdown. Jamar Chase again. I'm about to, wow. I'm about to get up and hit a gritty right now. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for coming, Tyler Wolf. Yeah, thank you for this having me. This was awesome. Been fun. It has been fun. I was like, could it be fun? Yes. Could it? Yes, be fun? it could. <laughs> Indeed. Maybe that's what you should name the podcast. Could it be fun? <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. Thanks for coming.